everyone, and welcome to the Kennedy Podcast Wrestling Variety Podcast. Um, so last week, as you know, we did the um, top five wrestling pet peeves that each of us had. Um, this week's going to be a bit of a different one. I don't think we're going to rate this one, um, because obviously these are all just like our opinions. Um, but I have my co-host, Cade Man here. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, we didn't do any AEW this week. It was a pretty busy day here in America. So, yeah. Um, we just took the week off. Uh, but we will be back um, this Wednesday. Um, but we're here today with our top five favorite matches. Um, and this was a fairly hard list to come up with for me. Um, just thinking about your favorite matches is always kind of difficult. How, how difficult was this for you? Well, I, I just thought of my five favorite matches. I wasn't really going to rank, not rank them in order, but just yeah. like the pet peeves deal. Yeah, we're so, not really ranking yeah. these in order, but even just to find five matches that I would consider in the league of my favorite I would it, it was hard for me because I have so many matches that I really love um so I tried to be as and you know I did a podcast a couple months ago with my dad where we each listed our top five favorite matches and I feel like my list we did that back in October and I feel like my list has even changed from then just to show you how much, like, wrestling opinions change. Um, but all five of mine are from WWE. I'm sure you have, you probably have some from all over. Um, <clears throat> would you say most of yours land in WWE, or <clears throat> would some of them be in, like, New Japan or Impact or... Even AEW. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some. It's a variety. Yeah. Um, well, this is a variety podcast. So, <clears throat> that's pretty good. Um, so, I'll start with my number five. Uh, a couple months ago, this would have been, like, my number seven or my number four, not my number four, my number six or something. But I feel like it's risen to my number five. And I'm going to say that my fifth favorite match that I've ever watched, all of these I watched live, by the way. I don't really love matches that I didn't watch live. I feel like there's a different experience to watching a match live than to watching it years later. So there's no, like, Hogan, there's no Michaels on this list. Well... Michaels is in my top ten, but, like, in my top five, there's no, like, Hogan, there's no Michaels, there's no Randy Savage, there's no any of those people, because I never got to watch them live. There's no Stone Cold. Uh, you know, it's a shame that I didn't get to watch them live, but, like, there's none of them because I never got to watch them wrestle live. So, um, and oddly enough, there's no John Cena either. Um... So my number five is the triple threat women's title match, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha 
from WrestleMania 32. Mm. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was sort of very skeptical about the the Divas, re- about what at the time was the Divas Revolution. I was like, this isn't really going to lead to anything. They're going to get buried. They're, it's just going to be the same old thing. And then this match happened, and it was just, it was incredible. Like, um, I'd heard that all three of these women were fantastic, but I had never really gotten to first-hand experience the fantastics, and this was my first real exposure to all three of these women. And they just put on, like, a classic, um... A lot of people remember Charlotte's moonsault to the outside and, like, Sasha's frog splash um, and just the whole match, I felt like they really meshed together really well and you could tell they liked working with each other, which was one of, which is one of my favorite qualities I can have in a wrestling match. Um, So... Yeah, um, and I feel like Becky, oddly enough, was the MVP of this match. Like, she was flying around all over the place. Sasha was good, and Charlotte was good, but I feel like Becky was really the MVP. She was flying all over the place. She did most of the work in this match. Um, she was in the ring the most. Um, yeah, I feel like this was the harbinger, not only that the women's evolution was going to work, but also that... Becky was going to be a star one day. So, mm. how do you feel about this match? Well, it was a pretty solid match. Of course, it's always hampered by Charlotte. Just being Charlotte, to be honest. Yeah. Like, she's a good performer. It's just that her gimmick is just Ric Flair, but girl. Yeah. She- doesn't stand out on her own i feel like that's slightly lessened in later years but i still feel like it's 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 still a problem i think they like if like that that was the problem with cody he just become gold dust again but gold dust was still in the company in wrestling yeah they didn't they didn't let him stand out on his own with his own gimmick after 2014 they just let him Beef and gold dust, but white, basically. Yeah. And Charlotte's the same deal. There was no reason for her to win the match either. Yeah, no, like, I feel like Sasha definitely should have won this match. Everyone wanted her to win the match, and, you know, it was just Charlotte being like, no, I want to be the head of the women's division. Whatever you want to say about yeah. the winner. And I do feel like that took it down a couple spots. That's why it kept off my top five for so long, because it was just, like, how can you justify her winning? It didn't make any sense at the time, because the whole match had been built around, like, Sasha. And Becky and Sasha were the MVP. Charlotte didn't do that much in the match that I, of note. Um, she did the moonsault, which everyone remembers, 
But Sasha and Becky were really the MVPs of this match, so one of them should have won, in my opinion. Um, yeah, overall, I just liked the match. I think, like, it was damn near perfect, in my opinion. Um, yeah, obviously there were some botches. Um, like, Sasha nearly killed herself doing an outside dive, which she does, like, all the time. Um, so, yeah, that's my number five. How about your number five? Or, it's not really ranked, but, like, what? All right. Yeah. So, there was a certain uh, gimmick show a few years ago in Impact called Total Nonstop Deletion. Oh. Number five is the Tag Team Apocalypto. Hmm. It was just a fun old match. Friggin' they had Helms fall into the Lake of Reincarnation and he turned into three count Helms and then he got pushed into the lake again and then he became the Hurricane and then they hit people with shovels and said they were just like Triple H. Because they were burying the young talent. And then they did a wink and thumb to the camera. Mm. And then Jeff Hardy threw someone in a volcano. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Watching back those matches. I I hadn't watched those matches until last year. Because I never really followed Impact. Because um, I never really had cable. Um, but he... It's just a shame that WWE never got the Broken Matt character. It's another example of what I was talking about last week. Vince not pushing people because he doesn't get them. Like, I said it with Ricochet, because Ricochet was the example I could think of off the top of my head, but... Broken Matt is another one of those examples. Um... So... The tag team Apocalypto match. I don't remember that one. Which who was in that? It was Matt and Jeff, obviously fighting a team. Who were they fighting? Uh, the the so uh, Shane Helms's like group, which was Trevor Lee and some other dude. Uh, then like everyone on the roster was technically involved in the match, basically, because. They, it was, you know, the match started in the freaking, because, like, it was a Hardy Boys-themed episode, and right before the match started, the, the main arena got flooded with gas, so everyone had to vacate the premises and was just fighting on the Hardy compound. Hmm. So, like, EC3 and Bobby Lashley technically are, were part of the match, but... They knocked each other out, so they didn't, you know. The whole point was Jeff and Matt wanted to beat every single tag team in Impact and retain their titles, and they did. Hmm. Also, like... the Rock... And then Rockstar Spud was there, and he got beat up. Hornswoggle was there. It's crazy. Yeah. I hope Horn did Hornswoggle get murdered. I d I don't think he got murdered. He just got 
you know, knocked out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, shame I never watched Impact near the Hardy days, because it seemed like... It seemed like those were good days for Impact. Not just with the Hardys, but also like EC3 and Bobby Lashley. Like EC3 in his prime, Bobby Lashley in his prime. Um, so, yeah. That's your... That's your first match. I, I don't know if it's your number five. Could be your number three or whatever. That's your first match you wanted to talk about. The tag team, Apocalypto. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so my number four is a Royal Rumble match. Um, obviously, we have the Royal Rumble coming up uh, the 31st. Um so that's next week. Next week we'll be doing predictions. Next Saturday we'll be doing predictions for the Royal Rumble. And I might be like live tweeting the Royal Rumble um, on the Kennedy Podcast account. But um, my number four is the 2018 Men's Royal Rumble match. Well, what a coincidence. So is mine. That's your number four, too? Oh. Yeah. You know what? Strange theme going on. Uh, Hurricane Helm seems to be involved with all of my matches. Oh. Yeah. Hurricane Helms. Is he your favorite wrestler? He's a pretty cool wrestler. Hmm. Um. Well, speaking of favorite wrestlers, my favorite wrestler returned in this match, Rey Mysterio. Um. That was just such a such a crazy moment for me, because it was one of the few Royal Rumble returns or debuts or whatever happens at the Rumble that wasn't somewhat spoiled for me. Like when AJ Styles came in 2016, I feel like people were spoiling that for me. Like people were like, "Oh yeah, AJ Styles is gonna come back. AJ Styles is gonna come." Everyone was kind of sure, but not. Super sure, so they're like, if AJ Styles comes, obviously we'll be surprised, but like, we won't be shocked. And everyone was talking about like Edge in 2020, but I feel like Rey Mysterio was the one that was like, I had no idea that that was going to happen. And you know, he's my favorite wrestler. Um, and I just, I have so many fond memories of Rey Mysterio. And they all came, like, flooding back when he came back. And I got oddly emotional. I almost cried. Um, but, like, yeah, wrestling... I feel like the best wrestling matches make you emotional, in my opinion. Mm. And this match, you know, it did it for me. Like, Ray Seeing Rey Mysterio and John Cena team up again. I felt like I was seven years old again even though i was i was what like 13 years old when this match happened i felt like i was six whole years younger i felt like i was living in 20 2011 again um and just to see them mesh with nakamura reigns um and of course randy orton was there too um but also like nakamura this is the one 
match in his main roster run where I felt like, oh, this is the NXT Nakamura again. Um, and of course he ended up winning it. We're not gonna, we're not gonna talk about what happened at WrestleMania, cause, like, yeah, that was bad. Styles and Nakamura at WrestleMania honestly might be one of my least favorite matches of all time. Hmm. Just because it was hyped by WWE to the moon, and that whole WrestleMania, WrestleMania 34, might be one of my least favorite WrestleManias, because you had, everyone wanted to see a good match between Nakamura and Styles, but it was just the no-frills WWE match, and for once, everyone wanted Roman Reigns to beat Brock Lesnar, but WWE were like, you guys don't like Roman Reigns, right? We can We can beat him, right? And everyone was just like, no, you can't. Um, so, yeah, just overall, I really I really love this Royal Rumble. I love this whole pay-per-view, to be fair. Um, the Styles-Kevin Owens-Sami Zayn match was kind of dumb, but also good. The triple threat match was... I felt like even in defeat, Braun Strowman looked good. Um... It's a shame the next, like, seven pay-per-views were terrible. Yeah, I remember it was like a... 2018 was a bad year for wrestling, I think. Like, every everything bad in wrestling happened that... Everything recently bad in wrestling I can think of happened that year. Um... But yeah, that was my number four. What's your number four? I said it was the Rumble match also. Oh, alright. Well, alright. We might have to do a couple honorable mentions after that, but I'll talk about my number three then. My number three, and it's a really recent one, and people are probably going to give me flack about me liking this match so much, but it's Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. At Hell in a Cell. Um, weirdly enough, a lot of people prefer the Clash of Champions match. I don't personally agree. Um, I don't know if I just like I Quit matches better. Um, I like I Quit matches and Last Man Standing matches. People don't seem to like those for some reason. Um, although Edge and Randy Orton may have ruined... I, last man standing matches for me forever. Because that's about how long their last man standing match went on. Um, but yeah, like, Roman and Jay, they just like, they're obviously, they obviously had a lot of chemistry. Because they're family. And, um, like you would think, this wouldn't be, I didn't, expect anything good out of this. I was like, oh, the Clash of Champions match was good, so they're going to be all WWE about it and do a second one and do a third one and do a fourth one and do a fifth one, and they can't just let... they can't just let the the good thing die out. Um, and I was so taken aback by where this match took me um, because... 
I didn't think I would ever be seriously rooting for Jey Uso to win the Universal Championship, but I was. Oh, boy. Um, my cat just jumped on my keyboard. Um, <laughs> we had some technical difficulties over here. Um, but yeah, I didn't expect this match to like take me where it took me. How did you feel about this match when it happened? So, wait, what match exactly? It was Roman yeah. and Jay at Hell in a Cell 2020. Eh, like, it, I get it was a story match, it advanced the story, and that, that, that was kind of it, it, you know, like, it was crazy, but it wasn't like, you know, mm. something and that's going to... And I understand you know, that this is kind it of didn't a, have the, It didn't have hurricane in it, so therefore... Yeah. Here, start. There was no hurricane. There was two little hurricane helms in this one. Um, if hurricane helms isn't in it, then there's no point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you're right. Um, I'm pretty sure you and I would mark out if hurricane helms and Griff Garrison had a match. Um, I feel like we would have to give that match an obligatory five stars. Um, but yeah, I like it. Might have been that much better because I didn't expect it. Like, I didn't expect this match to be so good. Um, and like. It it was emotional and it was, I see I was seriously rooting for Jey Uso at one point and I really didn't expect to do that. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. Um, what's your number three? The Rock versus Hurricane Helms on Raw before WrestleMania nineteen, baby. Oh really? I mean it. It genuinely had, like, a pay-per-view length build, too, mm -hmm. where Kane was just up in Rock's stage promos, and he's just like, oh, the heck, he's a doing here, and eventually he's had enough finesse him. Yeah, I... They have a match, Hurricane has some hope spots, and, you know, yeah. you know. But then, who comes out? Stone Cold. The act use it to destroy the Rock, and Hurricane wins. Yeah, because always put pull over, get over. Jay was like her year, really. But who, Mister Triple A, and you don't need the belt, rid of it, and on heavyweight. So can't beat me, freeway tires. Yeah. Like, um, her, obviously the her be like champion. Yeah. It's just not uh, happen. But like he could be IC champ and all that stuff. But the the IC belt was literally retired when he was on Raw most of the time. So, so yeah, that was weird. Yeah. when they did that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've, 
I've seen the match and it was it was good. But like, were you like live watching when it happened? No. I wasn't even born yet. Oh. Oh yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um. But yeah, that was. That seems like a like a fun. A fun match. Um. And. I watched it and it was good. It's not like in my top ten or anything, but like, I watched the match and it was pretty good. Uh, and it was just like a nice underdog story. Um, kind of similar to Jey Uso, but you know Jey Uso didn't win. So, um, that's your number three. My number two. Now this took a lot of deliberation um and honestly a lot of people are gonna get mad at me because this is this is on a pay-per-view where another really good match is considered to be but i feel like that match has almost been talked about too much that it's not on my list and that is the world the world heavyweight championship contract ladder match for money in the bank 2011 I feel like almost no one talks about this match. And I genuinely don't get it. It's so good and it's so good. Like Daniel Bryan won, which is a positive. Um Wade Barrett was in it, which is a positive. Um Let me think of all like the star power that was in this match. There were so many should have been world champ should have been world champions in this match. Well, there were there were two should have been world champions in this match. There was um Justin Gabriel who I love I like Justin Gabriel when he was around. I think he should have been pushed way more than he was. Um and Wade Barrett obviously. Everybody knows he should have been world champion. At some point. Um, Sin Cara was in it. Which is a negative. Because I hate Sin Cara. Um, but you know. He got injured and left halfway through. So it's fine. Um, Sheamus is in it. Which is a positive. Because I like Sheamus. Um, Justin Gabriel does a 450 splash. Off a ladder that's balanced on the middle ropes. Onto Kane. Um, and yeah, Daniel Bryan wins and goes on to kick, to kickstart his incredible career in this, off the back of this match. So technically this match is responsible for what happened at WrestleMania 30. So, you know, that's a positive for the, that's another positive for this match. I think just overall there was so much talent. There was like, and just the punk Cena match has been talked about too much. Like, it was great. It was. I feel like 99% of the good part about it was the crowd. The match itself was, it was good. It was Punk and Cena, so it was good. But the crowd up that, like, 15%, I think. So, what did you, how do you feel about this match? Have you ever seen it? The, uh... I keep blanking out. I'm sorry, but um, freaking 
It's the World Heavyweight. The Money in the Bank match. No, I've not seen it. I've only watched the the CM Punk match because, you know. Yeah, well, that one's legendary. Hold on, let me um, let me look up the lineup because I don't remember the full lineup off the top of my head. Um. I'm getting to Wikipedia just so I can tell you the people that are in this match. Alright, so it's Daniel Bryan, Cody Rhodes, Heath Slater, Ju- Justin Gabriel, Kane, Sin Cara, Sheamus, and Wade Barrett. Sin Cara is the only bad thing in there, and he gets injured and leaves halfway through. What are your like first impressions just off of that lineup? It's, it's an alright lineup, but like... It was either going to be Wade or Daniel, so it's yeah. not really... A... Actually, the favorite going into this match was Cody Rhodes. Yeah, but Wade was going to win it initially. It's in the book. Yeah. That Daniel... Wade Barrett was supposed to win so much stuff. He was supposed to beat The Undertaker's streak. Well... Yeah. Not exactly. Just have a match at WrestleMania with The Undertaker, not beat the street. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know where I heard he was supposed to. He was, it was being floated around that he might break the street. Um, but yeah, Wade Barrett maybe should have won this match, but Daniel Bryan, I feel like in hindsight was the best winner. Um, but it's a shame because I really love Wade Barrett. Um. Alright, so, yeah, I think the only real negative person in that match that I have, like, negative feelings for is Sin Cara, because, like, he's a botch lord, um, and he sucks, and I'm glad he's gone, um, but, like, a lot of people would say, like, Kane's there and you're mad about Sin Cara, are you serious? I love Kane. I don't know what people are talking about when they bag on Kane or Sheamus. They're both really good. Um, but yeah, um, and it just overall this match makes me feel nostalgic for what for back when Money in the Bank meant something. Like before, I I don't mean to bag on the guy, but before Baron Corbin happened to it, Money in the Bank meant something. You know? Yeah. Like, like, Money in the Bank has been so devalued in the past couple of years. And I just watched this match and I'm just like, do this. Do this with the Money in the Bank. Don't give it to Otis. And then give it to The Miz. And then have The Miz lose it. And then have him win it. And then have it be give it, given back to him. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's my number two. What's your number two? All right, so this one is a is it's a it's a tie ski, uh, because we've got Rock and Cena, one, yeah, and tr- Triple H versus Taker, three at Mania twenty eight. Yeah. They're both they both mean the same thing basically when you think about it. It's a end of an era type deal. Yeah, but. I... Taker's got all of the weapon shots and ridiculous kick-out finishes. But Cena and Rock has the whole, you know, Rock and Cena 
just them really going after each other with normal wrestling. Like, I don't even think they left the ring in that match. They just stayed in the ring that yeah. whole time. And, of course, it just ends with, you know, The Rock beating Cena. You didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. But they went with it. I remember... I don't remember if I watched the first one or the second one. I watched both of them. But I don't remember if... Yeah, like, The Rock... I remember watching the first one, and I was just like, The Rock won? And obviously I was a seven-year-old, so I was sad. Um, because I didn't know who this The Rock character was. Um, and I was ashamed that he beaten my Fruity Pebble Lord, John Cena. But, in hindsight, like, yeah, that was the perfect decision. Because nobody saw it coming. Everybody suspected, everybody expected a Super Cena comeback win. Um, which, you know, he kind of got the next year, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I love both of these matches too, like crazy. Um, my dad says, uh, that The Undertaker versus Triple H is the best match he's watched in, like, ten years. Um, so yeah, that was, that match was incredible. Um, and I, I love, I love watching it back every single time. I never get bored watching it back. Um... So yeah, that's your number two. Uh, well, those mm-hmm. are your number twos, technically. Um, but yeah, we're on to our number one. So I'll, I'll give a couple honorable mentions before this happens. I had a couple of matches that were good, but not quite good enough to make it on this list. Most of them are Hell in a Cell matches. Um, so some of the honorable mentions are Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins from Hell in a Cell 2014. I think that's a highly underrated match. Um, Some other ones are the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble match, the 2019 Women's Royal Rumble match, um, and the Usos versus The New Day in the tag cell match they had because it's, you know, in my opinion, that was the golden age in in my opinion that was the most recent golden age for wwe tag team wrestling like mid to late 2017 because you had like the hardys gallows and anderson um enzo and cash and the bar they were all holding it down on raw and you know you think what's what's going on with smackdown what who do they got and then they just got you know they got the usos and the new day so um, but my number one, my favorite wrestling match of all time, is Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk at SummerSlam 2013. If you have never watched this match, I would compare it to the match that Brock and Daniel Bryan had at Survivor Series 2018, but just a little bit better, in my opinion. I understand completely why people love that match. I'm just not as much of a Daniel Bryan fan as everybody else. I love Daniel Bryan like crazy, but like I I love CM Punk just that much more. And also, I love Brock Lesnar. I feel like he he doesn't get the credit he deserves quite a lot of the time. 
Um, so, have you watched this match? Uh, no, but I've heard about it. Yeah. You know. Um, I would obviously recommend watching all of the matches that I've already brought brought up. Uh, obviously, we both recommend watching the 2018 Royal Rumble if you haven't seen it. Um, it's fantastic. Um, but this match is also fantastic. It's Brock being a dick to the best of his ability. Um, and it's CM Punk being a rebel to the best of his ability and you know they both beat the crap out of each other like it's not just brock beating the crap out of cm punk it's brock beating the crap out of cm punk while cm punk beats the crap out of the rock not the rock brock lesnar not him he no he's a different he's a different guy um it's cm punk beating the crap out of brock lesnar and it's um, it's Brock Lesnar beating the crap out of CM Punk. And I don't think there's anything more you could ask for, honestly. Um, it, I feel like I get the, the Rock and Brock Lesnar mixed up a lot. I feel like I mix up their names a lot. Like, it's the same with Goldust and Goldberg. Um, but, alright. So that's my number, that's my number one. What's your number one? Number one, the great, the actual greatest wrestling match of all time, objectively. Mm. Omega versus Okada 4, baby, at the Budokan yeah. Dominion 2018. I've heard about this match, but I've never watched it. All of the Okada Omega matches are pretty good, even... Even the one they had in the G1 where they were like, oh, shoot, we've got a 20-minute time limit? Well, better (laughs) speed this up. Mm -hmm. They needed, like... You see the evolution of Omega and Okada as a character as you watch the matches. Yeah. And, like, even the non... Even the matches that don't involve the two still progress the story. Like... Friggin' Okada beats Naito at Wrestle Kingdom, and Omega beats Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, okay? But the next month, Okada still retains his world title, but, oh, what happened to Omega? Oh, he got beat up by this new guy who was a young lion, like, two years ago, and now all of his friends hate him. So what does Omega do? He goes out, and he proves his worth, and is able to wrestle... Okada one more time in a two out of three falls match for that world title on the line and they just no time limit so there won't be a draw like last year and he's he's already proven that he's can beat Omega he can beat Okada as he did it in the G1 climax the last year yeah and at first you're worried because Okada gets the first fall but then Omega makes that comeback and he wins the world title after years of and months of planning, you know? Yeah. Isn't he it's only... Just, just not, you're not going to beat it. Isn't he only one of three 
what are they called in New Japan? Like non Japanese Gaijins. Gaijins. Yeah, isn't he only one of three Gaijins to ever win that that title? Because I know I'll Brock see, was. Uh, I know Brock was ba- the first. Vader, Vader, Scott Norton. Oh. Brock, Omega, Jay White. I think those are the five. Angle won it too, didn't he? Kurt Angle won it. Well, he's not a recognized champion. Oh, he isn't. Yeah. So Brock didn't want to. Brock wasn't getting paid enough in New Japan, so he just decided to go home, and he took the belt with him because he's Brock Lesnar. You can't. He's just gonna fight you if you try to take some from him. I don't know, so, man. From what I hear, some of those New Japan guys could kick the crap out of Brock Lesnar. So, so I I should also say that. Brock's title that he won, his IWGP title, was this new design that they they made after uh, the 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 guy that held the second design for the IWGP title died, right? And he was a legendary dude. So since Brock had the third design just hanging about, they had to bring back the old design. And they had, like, a tournament, and Nakamura won the second belt. Again, he won the second design. But Brock was still still had the norm, the new belt, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Brock being hired was because of Antonio Inoki being a little stupid and deciding wrestling should be shoot fights now for some reason. Yeah. So... Anoki gets kicked out of the company, you know, the company that he helped create, yeah. and decides to create his uh, another new company, and he hires Brock Lesnar to put his title, put the IWGP title on the line against Kurt Angle, and Kurt wins it. So he's, you know, he's got the he's got the new design belt. He's got the third one, but oh, but Nakamura's got the second one. No. This might be uh... Angle. Angle is brought into New Japan, and he does make a defense for his IWGP title at a Wrestle Kingdom. But eventually, Nakamura and Angle have a match for both belts, and Nakamura wins. So only his reign is recognized. Damn, Nakamura and Angle had a match. I need to yeah. watch that. Um, but. Yeah. So. Nakamura showed up in TNA once. He did? Yeah. He fought... He had a match against Elix Skipper. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you I... know, the guy that did the... Ca- you know, the guy that did the cage walk... The ca- you know, the cage walk Hurricane Rana thing? Oh. I vaguely remember him. Um, I've only watched New Japan for like... Not New Japan. Impact for like three years in my life. I watched it... I'm watching it now, uh, which is the third year. I watched it in 2010. I won't. I should say I've only watched three years of TNA. I didn't watch it in, in 2010 when it was happening because I would have only been five. But um, and I wouldn't have been able to look at it out of my John Cena-shaped eyeballs. But I watched 2010 when it was trying to compete with Raw, and I watched. It live 
when the whole aces and eights thing was happening. So I'm I'm new to impact. So you'll have to forgive my ignorance a little bit. Um I was a very uncultured wrestling fan for many years. But yeah, so Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk and Okada Omega at what was it? Dominion? Yeah. Um and this might be a stupid question, but what does IWGP stand for? International Wrestling Grand Prix. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I learned that, and I didn't remember it, but... Also, technically, Hulk Hogan is the first IWGP champion, but not really. Ever? The he first... won... He won the first tur- IWGP tournament, but he didn't win the first tournament. That was for the belt. Yeah. Um, I heard that Hogan was a lot better of a wrestler in Japan because yeah, they would I love he went ninety three. He goes to New Japan, right? Uh huh. He's WWE champion, and he goes, "I want the IWGP belt. This belt is a trink a trinket. It's a baby's toy." Holding the WWF title. (laughs) He said, this title is stupid. I want the Japanese one. I heard, I I did hear about that. And I heard after it happened, like, Harley Race threatened to go to um, New Japan and shoot Hulk Hogan right in the head. And I was like, I wish he would have. I'm not, not really, because I don't wish death on anybody. But then we wouldn't get the Yappa Pie Indian strap match. Oh. Oh, <laughs> dear. I've, ne- I've never heard of that match, but... I said to Jimmy Hart, I want five yards of Yappa Pie Indian strap. <laughs> Ric Flair, oh. you're not gonna know what hit you when I hit you with the Yappa Pie. Oh, then we also wouldn't have gotten the Booker T promo that I can't quote. Um, um, but yeah, we wouldn't have gotten that promo, which is the literal funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, well, those are our five favorite matches. Um, we would obviously go recommend that you watch all of them if you have the time. We all have the time now. Um, but yeah, so... We'll see you next week. Well, we'll see you Wednesday for um, Dynamite. And we'll see you next week for the Royal Rumble. And from Dan and Cade Man signing off. We'll see you later.